welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am super excited to be here today with an amazing guest, Lindsay Goldwasser. You guys are going to love her. This episode is filled with little gems, lots of little gems, with how to deal with emotional eating. We reframe emotional eating a little bit for me. Um, And it's really useful during this time of year when you might be at more parties or celebrations than you normally are. So this is a really good listen. But before we dive into this interview and before I tell you a little bit more about Lindsay, I just have a couple of announcements. So next week is going to be the last podcast of 2017. How is that possible? It's going to be a juicy one, though. It's, I'm going to lead it more like a class, and it's going to be a way to look at how to plan your 2018 in a way to really fit in your food and your wellness. So you'll want to be on that episode or listen to that episode. Um, and do it with a pen and paper so that you can take in a lot of what you hear and do some of the work. It's going to be really action-oriented. So I'm super excited for that, so tune into that. If you can't listen next Wednesday, then just listen you know, as you lead into the new year or even after the new year. I'm psyched for that one. And then in 2018, I have a whole new slew of interviews that I'm really excited about. So many exciting things are going to happen in 2018, you guys, including that I have a lot of live events coming up, which I'm really excited about because I've missed that this year. Last year, I was on the road and people were hosting a lot of live events. So I feel like I I just always had personal contact with other amazing women who were, you know, trying to live happier and healthier lives. And though I connect with so many people through the amazing computer screens that we sit in front of, I'm really excited for some live interaction. And I think that different kinds of ahas and, you know, revelations can come from being in a live room. So I'm super excited to tell you guys more about that. And yeah, there's so much, so much good stuff. And then in January, there's going to be a lot about, you know, really sticking with whatever part of your resolution has health in it. We'll have a cleanse and a jump start happening in January. So you'll, you'll want to tune in. There's some great stuff. But before we hit January, I just wanted to mention one other thing or two other things. So Before I get on next Wednesday and we do a lot of planning in that class, there actually is some really celebrating what happened in 2017 as well. But I don't want you guys to miss out on the opportunity to really get quiet starting with Christmas because this practice has been so tremendous in my life. So I just feel like I want everyone to know about it. And if it serves you, take it. If it doesn't, don't. Don't take it. But basically starting on Christmas, I always get really antsy to start planning. And it used to mean that I made lots of resolutions and, you know, whatever, kind of empty promises to myself. But 
couple years ago, maybe five or six years ago, actually, at this point, I started buying this wonderful woman, Leonie Dawson's Shining, My Shining Year planning book. And she did it a little bit different this year, but you can still go find the PDF. We'll link that up in the show notes and you can buy it. And it's just a format for really closing out the year at hand and imagining and dreaming and planning for how to get to those dreams for the year ahead. It's a really fun like watercolor book. So I've used that for a couple of years. This year I have that, but also I I feel like I'm going to tune into that for the business part. But a few weeks ago, if you guys listen weekly, you will remember Kim Marie. So I ordered her Sacred Nights of Winter Winter Planner and I've now flipped through it. Obviously I haven't started because it starts on Christmas Eve. But it is amazing. I can fully vouch that it's amazing. You can hear her episode. You can go back and listen to it. You can't get the Wiro bound version anymore, but you can still get the PDF. And so that's what I will be doing starting on Christmas for 12 days. And it's just, I find it's really important for me to carve out just some quiet time during this time of year. I My body craves it. Like I crave that time by the fire you know, reading and writing, like really writing and planning and figuring stuff out. And thank goodness my family's cooperative, but it's taken some time. But if that practice calls to you, I will be sharing as I go along a bit on the Plan Simple Meals um, Facebook page. So that's the best place to sort of tune in. And from that, um, I'll also be announcing a couple of live trainings that will be happening one toward the right before the end of this year and a bunch happening in January. So make sure that you're over there on the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page because I think that's the most streamlined place to find out all the latest information. All right, you guys, Lindsay Goldwasser. So Lindsay came to me through Deshay Peacock, who you guys might have remembered. She served up an amazing episode sometime in the beginning, maybe it was in November, but you can go back and find her podcast. And she recommended Lindsay, who's just an awesome person. You're going to love her energy. She's a holistic health coach. She's a wellness educator. She's an energy expert. And she knows a lot about emotional eating. So we talk about that. We talk about her journey. We talk about digestive issues. And she throws out a lot of great tools um, that you guys can use you know, during this holiday season and beyond. So let's get Lindsay on the show. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, so good and so excited to have you here today because I think that this is such a great topic that we're going to dive into. But before we dive into it, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background. Like, we're going to get into a lot about emotional eating. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, experience tells me that maybe you've had some uh, bouts of emotional eating. So take us back a little bit. Tell us about how you got into health coaching and the health world and what your life looks like right now. Sure, sure. So um, I have always been pretty into health and wellness. I played soccer in high school and college. And um, after college, I started working for the public school system for, I taught preschool special ed for seven years. And in the midst, I would say like around year four, year five, I started having a lot of digestive issues. 
Um, and I thought, as I think a lot of people turn to is food allergies. So at first I thought I was lactose intolerant. Then, you know, I was like, that's what it is. And then I started getting really sick. And to make a long story short, it turns out I actually had a parasite and it was surprising itself as different allergies. Wow. Yes. And in the midst of that, I had completed my yoga teacher training um, in Arlington, Virginia. And the more that I felt grounded through mindful movement, I got more into mindful eating and away from emotional eating. Mm. Um, That led me to the Integrative Institute of Nutrition. And that's an all online program that really dives into holistic health. So not just the foods that we eat, but the why behind them. And uh, if something in our life is out of whack, whether it's emotions, stress, um, finances, spirituality, then that will in turn affect the foods that we eat. Mm -hmm. So I completed that program. So then fast forward to today, um, as soon as I finished the program, I knew that my job was no longer serving the same purpose that it did um, when I started. And so I decided to step away. And so now I've shifted into full-time teaching yoga and meditation as well as health coaching. And I've really landed with mindful eating. Um, And even just slowing down the way that we eat, how much for me, it changed my digestion And then once my digestion was better, it was almost like my gut cleared up and then my head cleared. Mm. And so from there, I've also found um, different ways to combat emotional eating. And that's kind of how I landed here today. Awesome. I love that story. And oh my God, I want you to circle back to the schools (laughs) because food and schools is so crazy. It's like, it's hard to be mindful when you have like 10 minutes to have your lunch, you know? Yes, and that's what crazy. We're our children, right? And yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard. I have a daughter who's like actually pretty good at mindful eating because it was, she's only eleven, but it was mm-hmm. a tool that we actually needed to teach her because, or I don't even say we even taught her. You know what? She has really bad food allergies, okay, um, and di- and digestion issues, and so she figured it out. Like she figured out she needed to be slow, yeah. and so she started coming home and like asking for more time, which was you know, incredible. And it just made me realize like how crazy that time of day is. It's just so stressful. It is. And it's amazing too, because the body really, if we give it the right tools can heal itself. We just have to give it a chance, right? That's really awesome. Your daughter was able to figure that out. Yeah. Yes. She's a constant inspiration. So, um, did you, so the parasite, did you just get that like in life or had you traveled somewhere exotic? Like how does one even get a parasite? That's a very common question that I get when I tell this story. Um, I actually, I found out through a holistic nutritionist. So there was no blood test. He does muscle testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually also asked a series of questions. I also always suffered from chronic sinus infections. I was getting five to seven a year, always getting upper respiratory infections. And I just kind of played it off as I was just one of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually knew the answers to all the questions before I even shared that information. So he actually thought I might've had a parasite for years and years and years. Oh, wow. From the sinus infections and then the upper respiratory infections, the parasite started to um, trick my body into thinking that certain foods basically would make me inflamed. 
and provide an inflammatory response, but I would go to allergist. I had an endoscopy. Everything came back normal. So it was really, it was a really hard road and it was really interesting. Yep. And, and do you get rid of a parasite by food, like by diet? Mm -hmm. You can, yeah. So eating a very clean diet, low on sugar, even sugary fruit, fruits, um, low in that, not a ton of protein. Um, so eating a lot of real whole foods, a lot of fruit or a lot of vegetables. Um, and for me, it was like really knowing when I was full because mm -hmm. I did feel a little bit uh, restricted, like with my food choices. Yep. But I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where physically I felt better. I mean, I was sleeping better. I had so much energy. My skin cleared up. And then you have this aha moment where it's like, how did this take me so long to figure out? Like, I didn't even know I could feel this good. Yes, 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 yes. I had, similar, I had a similar story with no parasite involved. <laughs> well, I'm glad um, <laughs> it's hard to, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe there was, but it's yeah. hard to really understand until you're on the on that other side. But for everyone listening as well, I get a lot of questions about like which blood tests to get and what doctors I've gone to or taken my kids to. And I have to say that muscle testing as a tool is hugely enlightening and helpful. And anyone who's willing to trust that process, because it's definitely not, you know, it's not as I mean, it actually, I think, is a scientific, but you have to, I feel like you have to trust a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It's been hugely revealing to myself and my daughter along the way, mm -hmm. um, just because I feel like we're always peeling off another layer of the onion. So, you know, we, we did it at the very beginning of when we were changing our food, but then also like along the way, if I ever get really tired or, you know, I'm in a particularly stressful time, I'll, you know, go in and do it and you always get sort of new ideas about what you should be eating and not be eating in that moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even I, I find that the more I know, then the more I know and the more that I want to know. Yeah. So, do you have good resources for people finding someone who do that? I, I feel like it's mostly acupuncturists, but I, um, so the person that I go to, he's a, he's a holistic nutritionist, but also a chiropractor. Oh, interesting. He's interesting. Wavelength of acupuncture, but he's a chiropractor that, I've never had the same experience. It wasn't, it's not a whole lot of cracking your back with adjustments. It's more manual movements. Yeah. Ties the curvature of your back to your digestion, which is, I think is so interesting. Yeah. It's a problem that like a lot of the people who can really help us probably don't put marketing first. So I find sometimes it's hard, you know, to like Google muscle testing in your area and find the right answer, but it's definitely worth asking around. Oh yeah. Sort of your more woo friends if they know anybody who does that. Cause I really, I highly recommend that as a tool to, you know, find more answers. I agree. I totally agree with you. So let's dive in a little bit to this idea of emotional eating. And I feel like this is going to come out at a very, um, appropriate time because I think as an emotional eater, which, you know, I fully admit to being, I feel like if you, I feel like we can all have tendencies to eat emotionally, but, and if you are someone who gravitates toward that, you kind of always are an emotional eater, but there's many practices you can do, but then a stress could trigger you back into emotional eating, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the holidays are one of those triggers for many of us um, for, you know, having to deal with emotional eating. So I feel like this is coming out at a great, great time. So let's talk about some 
tricks that we sort of have in our, maybe even have in our own wheelhouse already that we just might not even know to pull out for, I don't know, let's say we're going to a party and mm -hmm. there's all these choices and we know that we're on this path to wanting to eat cleaner, but, you know, we're telling ourselves these stories like we don't want to miss out on you know, the holiday and, you know, adjust today and then I'll start tomorrow. And, you know, all of our stories can go on and on and on. Yeah. So yeah. how do we, how do we, what, how do we start us off? Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, sure. So I would say, I mean, before you go to any holiday party, something you can do beforehand is make sure you're hydrated. I think mm -hmm. we often mistake hunger for just thirst. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking hydrated with soda and juice. I mean, water or lemon water, sparkling water, anything like that. And then I think we often create a story in our head of, well, let me do this, this, and this. So then at the holiday party, I can treat myself and have that, right? So let me go to this workout class or let me sleep less and wake up early and do X. So then I'll have time later to enjoy myself at Y. And it's really a vicious cycle because we rev ourselves up and then we get to the party and... I don't know about you, like I've definitely been guilty of it before, filling my plate up as much as it can hold. And then before I know it, it's all gone. Yeah. Because I was so excited about the food. And then it's almost like you're going back for even seconds or thirds. So new tricks for me, what I have learned that work for my body are I stay hydrated all day and the day before. Um, I eat very healthy and clean going up to the party. And then whatever I want at the party, I'm happy to put on my plate, but I ask myself the question, like, do I want this? And how will it make me feel? Mm. And it's not, it's not from a place of guilt. It's from a place of pure inquisitive nature, right? So it's from curiosity. So do I want the chocolate cake? If the answer is yes, have the chocolate cake. Is the chocolate cake going to make me feel sick? If the answer is yes, you know, maybe it's just one bite. Or if you're going to get into your head so much, I say, have the cake, but can you eat every bite so slowly that you truly chew up your food all the way? And then maybe it takes you, like you were saying with your daughter, instead of the cake being gone in 30 seconds, maybe it's 10 minutes and we're giving our brain much longer to catch up with our gut and say, hey, that was exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much. And then I think it's also the after effect of it is, oh, I had chocolate cake, man. I was supposed to eat clean. I blew it of no, I wanted the chocolate cake. So I had it and it's over and I feel great about my decision. And now I'm just going to go back to eating clean. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I have the benefit that I sort of nixed gluten and dairy eight mm -hmm. years ago. So that's kind of like my rule. So that that makes, I feel like that, that draws the line for me much yeah. easier than, um, than me having to make my own choice. And I, I rarely, just because it's been so long, yeah. you know, we can get into like sort of the actual addictive components yeah. of the foods. But I, I really do believe that there's some, you know, there's the mental thing, but there's also like, just like the physical need for the, the sugar. Oh yeah. So, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I, and I feel like I have that a little less now, but mm -hmm. a trick also that I've, used because I noticed and with me it's more about alcohol like I try mm -hmm. I actually don't like to drink that much alcohol okay it just doesn't make me feel that good and it, it definitely counters that height I make a huge effort to be 
hydrated because it's uh-huh. for whatever reason that's like a hard thing for me like I, mm-hmm. I can get through a whole day and be like oh my god I forgot to drink water yeah. so, you know and I know I feel better mm-hmm. and so so when I if I if there is something that I can actually eat at a party it's kind of like okay now who can I go talk to because a lot of times I'll gravitate to that table or to the mm-hmm. wine bar because I'm anxious about mm-hmm. you know being in a, I'm an introvert so it's mm-hmm. like I'm in a room with all these people and like who do I go start a conversation with and somehow having that thing in your hand and mm-hmm. back in the day you know I could definitely like pile down three plates of food just yeah. like not being present in the room mm-hmm. totally and I think too even it's almost like I consider eating clean and being more mindful. It's almost like an elephant in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know as an introvert, so I can join you on this. I used to get anxious when people would be like, oh, what are you eating? Why are you eating that? Yeah. Why why don't you just want one more drink? And I think there's really something to be said for being like really honest. And that doesn't make me feel good. So I just don't eat it. I mean, you can have the recipe. Um, and also speaking of recipes, I love bringing something to a party. Like if I know I'm going to be somewhere, I always say, Oh, can I bring something? Cause I know that I'll feel comfortable eating it. Yeah. It's interesting. I was just like doing a call for, um, actually Sarah Jenks's live more way less community yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this and, um, it, it's, it's really interesting. Cause I think a lot of us who are trying to live healthier, mm-hmm. especially at this time of year of more parties, Mm-hmm. feel really guilty saying no to things, you know, like with that person. But one of the things that we were talking about is that actually when, when you say why, like when you start saying out loud, like that's the only way we can spread this thing of wanting to be healthier. Cause not everybody, like there was one moment eight years ago where somebody shared something with me and that was like my aha. And yeah. if I don't keep, sharing those things, then that next person might not have their aha. So it's like kind of like you have to let go of that guilt because you could be helping somebody by sharing like, actually, I'm not having wheat right now because it helps me have more energy or because it's actually cured something I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? And somebody might not even know that that could cure something that they have. I'm totally with you. And I think too, like saying no can actually be one of the biggest forms of self-care that we can provide for ourselves during the holidays. Yeah. It can be very empowering, although scary. Um, it feels really good sometimes to just, you know, say no. Um, and to even saying no to even certain foods, think of where the no is coming from. Like, is it coming from a place of, okay, like I know I'm not hungry, so I'm going to say no. And do you usually say yes when it's more emotionally driven? So something crazy happened at the office and like, let me just kind of stuff my face with like whatever's in front of me, or am I anxious about talking to someone? So I'm going to have food in my mouth instead. And I think everything is just, the more you can just take a step back and Mm -hmm. slow yourself down, because if you think how heightened our breath gets and you get into that like fight or flight mode, that's when like you're shoveling food in your mouth too. So the more that you can just stop and take a deep breath, I mean, it just goes such a long way. Yes. And so for people listening, because I know this actually was me, like, I feel like it took me a while to understand, or I guess to be able to hear the right voice in my head of like the yes or the no. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. I would hear like, there's a voice in my head, which deeply knows that I want or don't want the chocolate cake, you know, and usually it's that I don't want the chocolate cake, but then there's all these other voices that are like, 
but then you won't fit in or, mm -hmm. but then you're missing out on Christmas or you're not being a good guest at this party. Right. Like there's all these other voices. So for somebody at the beginning, cause I do think it takes practice to get to a place where you can mm -hmm. really tune in. Do you have any uh, tools, ideas like from your mindfulness practices? Is there something that can draw you into that space where you can actually figure out how to listen to whether or not you really want it? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing anyone starting on any journey is to start small. So don't go into the party saying, I'm going to say no to every single person. I'm going to sit over on the side with my glass of water and be on my phone the whole time. Start small, right? So instead of going to, two, instead of going to the wine bar and the dessert table, pick one. Yeah. Um, you know, think of some common things that you can talk to someone about if it comes up. Um, you know, I, I just think, again, the more that you can slow down and... I think slowing down, breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth and just think every single time you breathe in, pulling in energy and things that you need to make you stronger and then breathing out and physically letting things go that are no longer serving you, I think can be so powerful. And you can just take three to five deep breaths before you go into a party and it will work wonders. Mm, I like that. Um, and it's funny, like that breath thing always comes up and, and I tell people it all the time, yet it's so easy. It's so easy to forget. <laughs> so easy to forget. And it, even going back to self-care, it's so easy to put it last. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And it's so simple. I mean, it takes no, like it's a, there's, there's not much excuse except that you're not putting yourself first or you're not taking that pause or you're moving too fast. So you forget. Yeah. Um, and I think too, especially just circling back to, you know, starting small, we all mess up, right? And we all do things and we're like, oh, why did I do that? And if you can just, instead of judging yourself and you probably carry that with you the entire holiday season into the next holiday party, is just to let it go and notice how your world can change if you come to yourself with a place of acceptance instead of judging and the negative space. Do you have any little tricks for that? Um, I just always tell myself, you know, you did what your, what your body told you in that moment and it's time for the next moment. Yeah. You know, and it just make it so simple. And every time I, I catch my mind wandering into that space of now your stomach's going to hurt. Now you're going to be in a bad mood. You're not going to sleep well. I think, well, I'm just going to keep drinking water and I'm not going to keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. And sometimes I like, I love the analogy of just sort of observing myself so mm -hmm. with my kids um early on they, they went they go to a waldorf school and early on in the early childhood times the classes were really about observing the kids without intervention mm -hmm. and i found that really helpful practice for myself and like thinking okay if i'm observing myself from up above like how can i really truly just be the observer instead of the, the judge absolutely um, you know and not uh, you know, and not be so harsh because we're so hard on ourselves. We are. And I think too, during the holidays, like being an observer, it also helps so much if there's someone else, like if you have an accountability partner mm. and not, again, not to feel bad, but just someone to vent to. And yeah. you know, especially if you're accountability partner, if you guys are going to a lot of the similar parties um, and things like that, it's really nice when you feel like you have someone in your corner and yep. someone will say, no, we made this date with ourselves to do this at 4.30. 
we're, we're doing it because we said we are. I'm having a really interesting accountability uh, situation at the moment, which is so unexpected, which is um, Di and Christy Manuel, who have both been on the podcast, so you guys can go back and check out their episodes, um, run, have been running this free 30-day fitness challenge, but they just keep running it over and over again. So basically for the past three years, anybody can tap into this fitness challenge that they have. Okay. And so just a couple weeks ago, they were launching their first ever paid version for six weeks. And they asked if I would do it so that then, you know, I could talk about it honestly, you mm. know, and, and pass, pass on that information. So I, I said, sure, sure. Like totally as a favor. Mm. Um, but then I had to do it on day one and I was like, Oh my God, this is not a favor for them. This is a favor for me because this is something that I actually really need right now. Like I don't actually believe that people need to, I'm a big yoga head myself. So mm. I really actually don't believe that we need to push our bodies at all times, but I had this experience where I broke my wrist two years ago. And so my body just hasn't quite been as strong. Like I haven't felt as strong since that happened. Like I can't do a lot of the yoga poses I used to be able to do. And I somehow got out of like the aerobic exercise part of it. Like I walk every morning, but there was, I just needed to, I needed to push myself a little bit. And I wasn't, um, not even in, you know, hot, crazy yoga. I was, I would always like, I was always bowing out and going into child's pose. And it was just an interesting observation. But I was like, oh my gosh, I need this right now. And meanwhile, at that same moment, my son decided that he was going to do his eighth grade project, so he's 14, on fitness. Mm-hmm. And he was, I was like, perfect, you can do this with me. So, oh my God, talk about a good accountability partner, a child, or someone in your household. Because <laughs> yeah. literally every morning at six o'clock, he sets his alarm and he's like tapping on me if I'm not awake already. Like, time to get up, time to do our fitness thing. And I haven't missed it. And it's been two and a half weeks. We've done it every day. I've never been so sore, but I've never felt so good. Um, and it's been so important and he will be still do it's still going on on Christmas day. So even on Christmas day, I'm sure he'll be like waking me up at six, like to do our 20 minute fitness craziness. And like, what a great way for, and what a positive way for you to bond with your son. Exactly. And it takes out all other things. Like even if you guys get into an argument about something silly, like it's just about the fitness, right? Like it's not personal. Yeah. It's just about doing this challenge. That's really, really awesome. Yeah. I love it. And then with water, I've in the past. So as I said, I'm always working on water. (laughs) Like I'll get really good and then something happens. So, um, with water, I've done that with my kids too. And it's, it's cool because they walk around dehydrated as well. Like school is awful about that. Cause there's just so little times in between. Yes. I know that they don't drink enough. Yeah. So we've like done things where we each feel like the equivalent of eight glasses of water. Yeah. Bottles every morning so that we can like take them with us. And it's fun. Like it just makes it fun when you're doing something together with somebody, whether it's a neighbor or a friend or a coach or your kids. Like the cool thing is, is it can be anybody. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know, even can you, it's kind of fun for kids to even like drink enough water and cause you want you, you know, your urine to be like a really light yellow or clear, right? So, Oh, how many, you can even make it a game. Like how many cups will it take? you know, for that to happen, I guess six, I guess 10, I guess 12, and how it can change from person to person. Um, but yeah, I think the more you can remind yourself to, to get those ounces in, whether it's the beginning of the day, middle of the day, all that stuff is, it makes everything flush through your digestive tract so much easier and quicker. Yep. 
All right, so let's move into the tool, which is how I found you. But yes. you guys on the pod who listen to the podcast have heard me talk before about essential oils. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by them. I don't really integrate them into plan simple meals so much, but every once in a while, I love having someone on the podcast who can talk about them. So I will link up in the show notes past episodes on essential oils because there have been a number and they're all from different angles. So Lindsay is going to talk a little bit about how we can use them um, in relation to emotional eating. And you sent me this um, sheet, which we're going to tell people how they can get at the end. But one of the most interesting things that I saw from the sheet was less about like which oils to use for what, but more that, which is cool, but more that there's different um, uh, what do you call them at like different reasons that you would emotionally eat? Like you listed out anxiety or depression or stress or fatigue, and they're all very different, which it's interesting. I had never thought about it that way. And I was like, huh? Cause it, when I look at it that way, it's like, Oh, it changes. Like sometimes I'm stress overeating or sometimes I'm just exhausted. Like when, when I don't sleep enough, you get, you get hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was super helpful to see that broken out. Cause I feel like, um, I feel like that feels more solvable, whereas yeah. just emotional eating feels very big to me. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And um, I've more recently just incorporated a lot more essential oils um, into my daily life. And this is a little off topic, but it was so cool. I just like, I have to share. Yeah. Last Thursday, I got a terrible stomach bug. And mm. It was, I don't think I've ever been that sick before. And I had a fever and I thought, I have the tools, you know, to, to figure this out without traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. And I used um, a couple different essential oils and I was able to bring my fever down to 99.1. Oh, that's amazing. So I just thought, wow, like this is so cool and we are on the right track here. Um, but yeah, I just, um, you can use it even, I, I use a blend called balance at the beginning of every day and it immediately helps stress go away. Um, so there's so many different ways that if you can pinpoint exactly how you're feeling, which is actually mindfulness in itself, you can actually use these essential oils to help balance you out. So let's take a step back actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, cause you know, just because of my business, many essential oil people have had conversations with me over the past five years. So I have, I, I feel like I have a sense of them and I have a diffuser in my office. So I'm using them. Mm -hmm. But for people who are like, yeah, I've heard about essential oils and my, you know, if I get a massage, I know that they're in this and I see them in the aisle at Whole Foods. But like, tell us a little bit about why you would use essential oils and sort of like the how you fit them in. Does that make sense? Like, what are, you, what are you doing when you bring down your fever? And like, how would you know that you could even look to an essential oil? Um, so you can look to an essential oil because they are, well, they're all vegan, first of all. They're all organic. They're taken right from the root of exactly what they're coming from. And when there's different ways you can use essential oils. So like you were saying with a diffuser um, and a certain scent can help either make you calmer or 
give you energy, things like that. You can also put them in um, veggie capsules and you can digest them. Like certain ones are great for digestion and things like that. And then you can even put them directly on your skin. So a lot of people don't know much about that. You can put different essential oils um, either like on your temples or on your wrists. A big one is you can put lavender on the arches of your feet before you go to sleep and it will really knock you out only because it helps you calm down. And the reason why you would put them on the arches of your feet is because then the oil is absorbed that much faster right into your skin. Interesting. I love that. Um, and then, and so then uh, one of the things that's interesting is I'm looking at this and cause I have, you know, I've used essential oils Mm -hmm. on my children to help them go to sleep. Um, when they're, when like, they're feeling like they're excited or whatnot and they can't Mm -hmm. get to sleep. Um, I've used them on myself for that. (laughs) Um, you know, I've used them during the day to feel more creative, not all the same oil, obviously. Um, but what's interesting to me is I'm also still fixated on this list of emotions that would lead you to emotional eating is that I think there's this weird thing that when we emotionally eat, we feel like there's something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. Yet there's lots of tools, oils being one of them that can make that thing, that root cause go away. Yeah. Um, And then it's not like, then we don't need to emotion like then it's it's there's nothing wrong with us it's just like we're having this feeling and we're taking it out by eating whereas you know some people might go spend a lot of money and some you know everyone's going to do their thing um and that's just so interesting yeah i totally agree with you and i think there's even a mindful piece to it of oh i'm stressed what am i going to do because i'm stressed if you put it even in that step before stress, cake, eat, right? Like you already slowed yourself down that much. And then you're like, okay, stress, I am stressed out. What can I do for it? You know, there's other things besides oils you can do, of course. You know, you can go on a walk outside. You can read a book, things like that. But then actually using the oils either in your diffuser or directly on your skin, once your stress goes away, And then you revisit the food piece, like you were saying, it's pretty probable that you just won't want it anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, and I love that example of stress cake eats, because another thing that I definitely fall into, so, you know, um, I take a supplement every day that I hugely believe in, and I try to incorporate things like oils, and I try to meditate every day, but a lot of times... I think as I was starting those habits, they just felt like one more to, you know, like my to-do list of like mindful things I wanted to do was, you know, more stressful than my job. You know what I mean? Like it it can add up, but I love that, that idea because I'm, you know, talk a lot about habits and how to create habits that you would, um, just replace the cake part for an oil. Like, so that you're con you're, you're conscious of the cycle. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. And then you can change the reward because you kind of have to change something in the cycle to sort of make that habit work. And I think part of the, uh, an obstacle with something like oils is just getting in the habit of using them because obviously they're not going to work with the cap closed in your cabinet. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I I have to admit at first, I was like a little wary of them and I I kept seeing oils and I was like, well, I don't know. It just seems like another thing, kind of like you were saying, to add to the list. And 
the first person that exposed me to them um, just said, well, why don't you just open a couple and just kind of see for yourself and experiment with them and see if you like them or not. And again, it was from like a place of, of curiosity and, I, and I, I dropped the judgment part and like, I, I really couldn't believe how things changed for me. Mm. And before I knew it, I had like 30 different oils and a diffuser and now like I can't get enough. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that even we do, we use, we need something tangible as our reward and it's so often food mm-hmm. when really, you know, we also use food, we use it to reward us, we use it to congratulate each other, and we also really use it to sabotage ourselves too. Mm -hmm. It is about breaking that cycle, and it's like a replacement behavior, and that's really similar to how I would teach children in school. Um, We're just replacing a behavior that, when you're teaching children with special ed, right, it's more of replacing a behavior that's not really socially acceptable with something that's more acceptable but with food, it's what can we replace this with that will make me feel more empowered? Like I am in control, not the food. And then I can move on and carry that with me and maybe even share it with people that I'm close with. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you guys, this is her list. It's anxiety, depression, stress, fatigue, hunger, fear, anger, anti-inflammatory, so it's not really an emotion, panic, and sugar cravings. And with those... Um, Lindsay has four to five to six different oils that would help, which is so cool. Can we, can we go through, um, depression? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I picked that one, I think, because I live in New England (laughs) and as the days get shorter and shorter, I feel like this Christmas time is so magical. And then something happens after Christmas where I'm like, oh my God, it's still dark and cold and it's not going to end for like four more months. So I think I'm not the only one who experiences that. So for all you Florida people who are listening or Australia, I'm sorry, but we're going to talk about depression. So you, so tell us how you would use those oils just to use one as it's just to use that one. I think that a really nice thing for depression for me would be either in your diffuser or on your skin. Yep. Um, because if you think about, so I'll just say the, the oils listed next to depression, it's bergamot, lemon, lavender, and grapefruit. So they're all in the citrus family. Interesting. Yep. Me, citrus fruits kind of remind me of the summer and warmth and sunshine. And so all of those scents are going to be more uplifting. Yep. Um, and they also, they do make a blend called elevate and things like that too. But if you can start your day smelling that, Yep. Of how when you look outside, even if it's a gray sky, your thought process will change through your day. Got it. I love that. And lemon and grapefruit, you can drink in your water. Well, since we're talking about hydration, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a really, really great one, even with warm water, just one drop of lemon. And that's the other thing about essential oils. One drop goes such a far way. Mm. I don't remember the exact conversion, but it's something like one drop of peppermint is equal to like 50 bags of peppermint tea or something like that. I mean, they're so um, intense and pure. You just need such a little bit to go a really long way. And it's funny because I put lemon oil actually in my water, Yeah. but I never think of it um, for some reason, I never think of that as, as um, medicinal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I just, cause it's right there in my kitchen. So I just mm-hmm. sort of 
plop in a, a, a thing when I'm feeling like I want more than just water. Yeah. But, so, but that's combating depression, which it's is cool. Combating depression. Also, lemon is one of the best things you can do for your digestion. Yes. Lemon and grapefruit both. So that, you know, it's such a healthy habit to start your day that way. All right. So my task yeah. for when my kids are home and I'm just sort of not getting a lot of work done during the Christmas break is I have the essential oils I have in a drawer mm -hmm. and I do pull them out from time to time, but I am going to put them somewhere more prominent. That's my, that's my to do and yeah, just I mean, see what I've got and play around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, I've created like my own blends just from looking through my oils and saying, Oh, I wonder like how this might make me feel if I do a couple drops of this and a couple drops of that in my diffuser today. And mm. it's interesting and it, it can be really personal and different for every single person. Cool. So there's so many things I know that you can do with these. So tell us, tell people how they can get a hold of you and how they can get this um, sheet. Yeah, sure. So how you can get a hold of me is um, you can go to my website, novawholesomehealth.com. Um, on my website, you'll see there's actually a tab under work with me for essential oils. Um, and right now, when you sign up to be on my mailing list, you will get this, um, this JPEG, this PDF of um, the essential oils to combat emotional eating. So that is something you can get. And you can also through the website, if you'd like to order any oils, um, I walk you through signing up and you get a discount for being a wholesale customer. Awesome. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing that. And just to be clear, will you tell everyone um, what kind of oils you recommend, like what the brand is that you, yeah, that you so partnered I, with? I use doTERRA essential oils. Um, I found from doing research, that was the most trusted brand. Um, and I know that you can even order some on Amazon, but you never know if they're going to be tapered with, if anything's going to happen. So the best bet is to really create an account and go through the doTERRA website. Got it. Cool. All right. So thank you so much. I feel like I've learned a lot. And so I'm hoping everyone listening has learned something and that we all have more tools as we head into this holiday time, this colder time, um, and that we sort of give ourselves a break and use some of these tools to listen to what our bodies really want. Yes. Um, I have one other question that I ask every guest, so I get to ask you, and I don't think I warned you, so I apologize, That's which okay. is tell us about a meal mm -hmm. that had a big impact on you. It could have been because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while enjoying it. I think what I've noticed through experimenting through a lot of different kinds of diets is that for me, for my body, things that work the best are super simple and it's going to be some sort of meat and then a vegetable that goes with it. So uh, either for me, I'd keep it super simple. I do like salmon, chicken, even grass fed steak and with some sort of green. Um, that's been for me, helps me stay balanced, helps keep me regular. Um, and to be honest, the more that I eat that way and I realize how good it makes me feel, the less that I miss stuff that were staples in my diet before, like uh, bread and butter or pasta, things like that, because it's helped me realize so much that food can build me up instead of leave me feeling unsatisfied and fatigued. Yeah, I love that. So thank you. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me.
I hope you guys loved that interview. I hope you have a lot of tools and strategies heading into this holiday season between this episode and past episodes. But as you know, I'm kind of a stickler for making this as doable as possible. So I don't want now to be a time that you overwhelm yourself because then there's gonna be a lot of cookies happening. So let's go through three doable changes that Lindsay shared during this episode that you could choose one of and really focus on for the next week. So the first one she shared was drink water. Lindsay says that making sure she's hydrated all day and the day before a party helps her avoid emotional eating. Hydrated means drinking enough water or lemon water, not a lot of juice or soda, right? Like I just wanna clarify, it's water. You could put a little bit of lemon into your water or lemon essential oil, but not juice or, or soda, okay? And in my family, one of the things that we do is we fill up gl glasses in the morning or, um, you know, our our thermoses that we take out or out of the house, I'm like blanking on that word, vessels. We fill vessels in the morning that we can drink throughout the day at home or on the go. So we sort of pick based on how the day is. And then we work our way backwards because sometimes I forget how much I've drank. And I don't do that every day, but I definitely do that when I'm working on water. So Lindsay suggests making a game of seeing how many cups of water you need to drink to have light yellow urine. So Water. Water's a great experiment at this time of year, you guys. I think that might be my experiment for the week. All right, experiment number two, or doable change number two, could be to say no. Practice saying no for a week. It's okay to say no to another event, to something that, or to something that adds stress to your life. It's okay to say no to another glass of wine or to whatever your host is offering you. Saying no can be hard, but it can also be a really, really important form of self-care, you guys. So Lindsay suggests making this a doable change by not saying no to everything. So for example, choose between the bar and the dessert table. She also makes the suggestion of asking yourself, do I want this? Like not in a judgy way, but just in a curious way right? So change, like it's, do I want this? Do I really want this? And use your answer to help guide you in what you need to say no to. All right. Doable change. Number one, drink water. Number two, say no. Number three. So we went in a little bit to essential oils. I love essential oils. I use them every day. Um, I have no affiliate to essential oils, but essential oils people always end up in my world. And I think this is just because they're such a powerful tool. And so essential oils can help calm us or energize us, and they can help us regulate emotional eating. So Lindsay really broke down the different kinds of emotional eating to help you choose the appropriate oils for your situation. So the first step, if this is your doable change, and emotional eating is your thing, is to download her cheat sheet, which you can get in the show notes. So, and then decide what your biggest emotional eating reason is and try and like choose which oil you're gonna try. So every doable change starts with a choice, right? So you choose that you're gonna try um, essential oils, you choose the reason why you need them, so that dictates which one, and then you get in a habit of using that on a regular basis. So see how something like really overwhelming, like okay, all of a sudden I'm gonna use essential oils, can sound, can 
broken down into doable changes can be made really reasonable over the course of a week. So again, her three changes, drink water, say no, try essential oils. And if you want 101 other ideas for doable changes, make sure to go check out uh, plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and you can download 101 of our doable changes around health and wellness. And just to tell you, in the new year, we are going to update this document to include the gems from the podcast because I am now realizing that we have a lot of doable changes we've shared on the podcast and those will need a new home too. So download the old document while you can because it will be updated soon. And everybody have a happy and healthy Christmas time. I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.